0: Welcome into the Atlanta football party coming up on today's show. We've had a bye week, too, and we've had a chance to reflect on the Falcons. This is Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it's time for the Atlanta football party. Only on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Atlanta Football Party, your home for the Best Falcons football talk. It's local insight. You can't get anywhere else but right here at Locked On. I am your host, Tanitra Batiste, and the gang is all here. We're back. It's Aaron Freeman, Tori McElhaney, and Jarvis Davis. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And the Atlanta football party is, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every single day so first of all happy thanksgiving week to everybody hope that you guys are kind of doing like me and getting your list together on who's gonna cook what blah 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 and it's time for the falcons to get back to cooking right they're back at practice this week getting ready for their nemesis their 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 rival those people
1: (laughs) i like that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes all of the above right and then we're going to deep dive into a little bit of how they are preparing in one particular position to get ready for New Orleans. But before we do that and before we go around the metro, we want to talk about your top takeaways, the post bi week edition. And we're going to talk about that with Jarvis, with Tori, and with Aaron. And so one of the questions that we had is kind of stemming from our last episode, right? Where we kind of had to relax, relate, release. Because it was a traumatic experience watching this the, the Falcons. Not- <laughs> that last week before the bye but really the last couple of weeks right so i wanted to know from each of you guys how did you reflect on the first half of the season in your bye week and jarvis you said if people got questions they're gonna get answers they're gonna get yeah
1: yeah i I think this is one of the things that we're gonna really get a good look as to how good of a head coach and offensive coordinator that uh, arthur smith is at this point because you know we talk about how overall, now I know a lot of people like to give him a pass in these first couple of years with the whole roster situation, but overall as a head coach and a play caller, he's averaging less than 20 points a game. I mean, that just, those are, those are the facts, right? Those are the facts of the case. So I think right now with given how, you know, with this offense and and what they've been able to do with all the weapons that they have, I think this is a space where we're going to get a lot of questions answered because, you know, Arthur Smith. I feel, I feel, I feel like Arthur. Let me say this. I feel like Arthur Smith can get get the job done. I feel like they can go on a run and and win this division, just given the state of it, right? With Tampa Bay and New Orleans Saints. Obviously, you got a got a, a matchup coming up against them this week. So I really feel like all the questions that you know that we have that for for this team, because they've been able to move the football you know quite a bit but it's just that just just those turnovers has 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 killed them and if they're able to get those issues corrected i really feel like the the offense will be in a better place to be a little bit more successful in the, in the red zone and i feel like the defense will be in a better space because they're not being put in bad situations and forced to have to make plays especially since they've been get, getting bit by the injury bug as of late so i think this offense, there's a lot banging on this offense doing well in the second half of this season. So, But I do think they, they do have the tools necessarily to make sure they get it, get it right. And then Arthur Smith can prove like, hey, I, I belong here and I, I deserve to be, have an opportunity to build with this team, uh, given the salary cap situation now with Terry Farno.
0: Yeah, and we got a glimpse of that last night as far as the team being able to bounce back after they were left for dead in the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos all of a sudden have new life, four wins in a row, and their offense was looking pretty good, especially in the game-winning drive. So if they can get it done and kind of reset, there's no reason to believe that the Falcons can't do the same. But Tori, you say in so- on some level and in some parts of their dilemma or their situation, the search continues.
2: Yeah. There's this word that has kind of been ringing around my head over the bye week and it's the word identity and it's understanding what this Atlanta Falcons team is in 2023. And can we say that we know what their identity is? And I I think for the, the early parts of the season, we could feel that we could feel what an identity looked like for this defense, particularly they were, it was attack and aggressive. That was something that Ryan Nielsen preached time in and time out and for for where we are now in the last three weeks, it feels like you've gotten away from that identity. So getting back to the attack and aggressive mindset as a defense, and then offensively, who are you as an offense? What are your strengths? Lean into your strengths. What do you identify as when you look at the Atlanta Falcons, what words do you use when you talk about the Atlanta Falcons? Before the season started, it was, oh, this is going to be a fun and explosive and powerful and confusing offense. Can we say that's their identity now? I don't know if I can. I don't know if you guys can. So I think it's figuring out what this identity of this team is and leaning into it in the second half of the season. Because let's be honest, the way that this NFC South has has gone, this division has gone in the last – Few years, it really comes down to one or two games here and there. And for the Falcons, they kind of have everything in front of them right now, even though the last month of the season, maybe even month and a half of the season, has not gone the way they want it to. Coming out of the bye, it actually doesn't look as bad as maybe what it felt over the last few weeks, considering the fact that you've got the Saints coming up, you've got Tampa coming up, you've got Carolina coming up, if you can go and beat those teams, the easiest way to the postseason is to win your division, and this is a winnable division. So all of that to say that if the Falcons can figure out their identity and start putting together some wins, particularly in the division,
0: I think they're going to be okay. They may not be where they want to be, but they'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. And like Tori said, there are pieces. There are parts that can be built on. But Aaron, you said in your reflection, when will the whole actually become greater than the sum of its parts?
3: Yeah. I, to piggyback on things that Jarvis and Tori have already said, like you're talking about we've seen good quarterback play at times. It just hasn't been consistent. We've seen the run game kind of get into gear the last couple of weeks. So you have the components of being you know, the best version of this offense. And while that best version of this offense may not be on par with, you know, some of the high-flying offenses in the NFL, it's certainly good enough to win games down the stretch, as as Tori's talking about, where this is a very winnable seven-game stretch. And then we've seen this defense play at a really high level. And the problem I think the Falcons have had over the first 10 games is how up and down and how sort of sporadic all of those pieces coming together to play a complete performance. And now they have an opportunity to kind of put it all together and to make this stretch run and to put good football uh, forward again, understandably why people should be questioning that and being skeptical of that based off of what we've seen the last couple of weeks. But I think all the pieces are there for this team to put their best foot forward. We just, uh, we'll see. You know, a week from now, if if they do that against the Saints, and if if that's going to be something that can continue for the remainder of the year,
0: yeah. And you definitely hope so because, like you guys said, and this takes me back to conversations that we had back in training camp and even before that. Like every every team in this division had uncertainty at quarterback, right? And so even when though the uncertainty became a little bit clearer. Of course, the Panthers uh, draft Bryce Young and then the Saints acquired Derek Carr and Baker Mayfield's the, the quarterback of choice for the Bucks. And you feel like, oh, heck, you know, the, the Falcons can, can definitely b- blow through this division based on who's under center for those other three teams alone, right? Well, I feel like if you think about it, this actually might be, and we'll talk a little bit more about the choice of Dez as the starter going into Sunday's game, but I just wanted to kind of give you guys this thought and kind of get your thoughts on it as well. I feel like we're kind of sort of back to square one because Baker Mayfield baker last yesterday, right? So oh, you got bet. that. I hate to say Bryce is going Bryce, but Bryce Bryce, and the Panthers are doing what they do. And the Saints, well, come on now, you saw him. I mean, Jameis had exactly one good play, when he had to enter the game for Derek Carr, and you all saw where it went from there, so that alone tells me there is just like you all said, every opportunity in front of the Falcons. Because I don't think anybody in the division is in any less of a clusterfuffle of who they are and what they can do than the, than the Falcons are.
1: Yeah, I think this is just—it's uh, amazing how like all of these teams are pretty much in the same boat, right? Yeah. It's just like you know, and and I. And what, what kind of frustrates me is, like, just from an evaluation standpoint, just just from the Falcons as an organization from the top down, I I hate that – I hate to use the word, but I'm going to have to use it in this particular case. I hate that the standard is set according to what the division is playing like because
0: yes,
2: like,
1: yes. that's that's not a good way to – that's not a good standard, right? Because everybody looks at the division as far as league-wide and say – yeah, the NFC South is probably one of the worst divisions in the football. So that's the standard. You know, Arthur Blank, you know, like that's the standard that we hold ourselves to. Okay, we're still in it. You know, we're still in the division. So we ain't going to make no decisions or we ain't going to do no hardcore evaluations. That's the who's running this organization or who's making those those decisions from a personnel standpoint. So, yeah, I just don't like that fact of it. So that's kind of where I'm at with like, okay, I understand being in a division, teams are in the same boat, but that's not a good standard to have as an organization for yourself.
0: Right. And for me, it's not that, that they're the standard at all. I'm thinking of it more of if this is your clear path to the playoffs, then Mm -hmm. the path is just as clear as it was when we talked about it at the beginning of the season, because these other three are still clusterfuffles. So it's Mm -hmm. not so much, you know, that they're the barometer, but just saying that every opportunity is still there for them, because I kind of look at it like this and maybe just a little bit of glass, half full versus glass, half empty, I'm thinking back to the New York Giants, the nine and seven New York Giants who beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Any team at any given time can bring it all together and go on a run. And I'm not saying that this is a Super Bowl bound team. Don't get me wrong. But my point more I said, where are you going
1: with this one, T? <laughs> Everybody
0: oh, <you know>, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the Zoom is going to Vegas. Sorry about it. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you certainly put the pieces together where the whole becomes greater than the sum of the parts. And then you become the best version of yourselves while the other two are middling and the other one is at the bottom of the barrel. But, yeah, you're still your barometer. To me, yeah. you are your barometer.
2: And I think that's where the frustration lies is the Falcons have not been playing to their potential. They know that they can be the best team in this division. I I feel like we all know this on this call and yeah, yeah. And, and I think that was the standard, we talk about standard, I think that was the barometer, that was the the point where they needed to get to in this season and they're still a lot left on the table in terms of reaching that potential. They haven't done that yet. So I think that's where a lot of the frustrations with this team and where they are right now truly lie, because the fact of the matter is is they have lost, what, four of the last five games. They've got to come out of this bye week, and they probably feel as bad as what they have this entire season. They really need a pick-me-up, and it starts right
0: off the bat with the Saints coming to town this weekend exactly so we're going to deep dive more on that game a little bit later and of course deep dive on the guy that we are hoping will get it done for the falcons but first let me tell you guys about linkedin so listen these days every new potential hire can kind of feel like a high stakes wage for your small business you want to be 100 percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available and that's not an easy thing except If you check out LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Now you can add your job and you can add a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring and really to kind of get your job to be noticed by the kind of, employee you want, the kind of candidate you want. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, but faster. Post your job free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right. So, guys, we finally got the word that we all kind of knew was going to be the word. Anyway, we got confirmation from Flowery Brands today that Desmond Ritter will indeed be under center, starting under center for the Falcons when they host the Saints on Sunday. Now, we kind of talked about this in our last episode and kind of projected a little bit forward. But with just a smattering of a chance for Taylor Heineke to still be named the starter, we were kind of thinking, okay, what if that happens? Well, now we don't have to think anymore. That scenario has indeed presented itself as nine is going to be the one. So, Jarvis, when you got confirmation of that today, were you surprised by that decision?
1: No, I don't. I don't No, Not at all, to be honest with you, because like. Like, like Tori talked about pre-show, like, if you listen to Arthur Smith, he'll give you all the answers you need. We talk about getting, you got questions, the Falcons should have answers in the second half of the season. When it comes to, like, decisions as far as personnel goes and who starts and who's not going to start, I I, re, I really think that Arthur Smith has been very forthcoming when it comes to those type, type of things. So, because... I really – when he said – he started using the term reset. That's been his thing when, when it comes to that. And I think when he used that term, I really feel like he wholeheartedly said this was a reset, not necessarily a, a scrambled decision to say, hey, you know, I got to do something to try to get my team going. I think it was just just a matter of like, okay, this cat is turning the football over, so I need him to get a different perspective for, so he can understand like, hey, this is unacceptable that you are turning the ball over or being careless with the football – and but I like the way you're playing. So to get a different perspective, I'm gonna sit you down, take a look at it, and see how Taylor handles the football and, and not turn the ball over and gets rid of the football too, right? Because that's a part of it too, holding on to the football too long. So all of those things were things that he has to deal with. And and being that, you know, the report was, you know, from NFL Network was just like, hey, they feel like they have correct correctable mistakes that were made. If they're able to correct those, I think that this team will be on the right path. And, and I think that, you know, for – that's why I didn't, it doesn't come as a surprise because, like, you can't – the last two games with Taylor Heineke, yeah. Yeah, they were – he was able to move the football in the second half of the game against the Titans, but that that type of offense isn't sustainable in today's NFL. Like, you're going to struggle if you continue to play football from the quarterback position as far as – because I, I like to refer to him as check down Charlie. And you can't you can't win football games being checked down, with Charlie. You have to push the football down the field, and you have the weapons to do it. So, yeah, like that. In order to open it up for the running game as well, this those, those things have to uh um go 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 in the Falcons' favor. And Desmond Ritter is the guy that can do that.
0: Yeah, and there's some there were some check down instances where you know that's who Taylor Heineke is. There won't yeah. be coaching up to change that. But right. the things that Arthur Smith saw with Desmond Ritter they are teachable moments and there are things that can be corrected. And if corrected, he can still do some very solid things as we saw in the drive that would have been the game winning drive, but for not, but I think we saw some things in that drive that should have been encouraging for what we see in the second half of the season. So with that drive in mind, Aaron, and just with knowing what's, at stake or what's at hand for the second half of the season. And we say second half, we know of course they played more than nine games, but the second half of the season is Ritter, the right decision starting with this Sunday.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think so. We, we've seen Desmond Ritter come out of a bye uh, against the saints. It was on the road last time. This time it will be at home. We know that Ritter is better at home uh, since he's been the starter. So that should allow him to put his best foot forward. And, you know, I think when you look at what Ritter can do, we've seen that clutch factor that you were just referring to, T, that he is consistently in the fourth quarter, made the plays that the Falcons needed him to make to put them in the position to win games. You know, the biggest knock is, you know, where's that guy until the fourth quarter? Like we need that guy a little bit more in the fourth quarter before the fourth quarter. And, you know, if we can just get him, in like, the second quarter. I, I don't need it all three quarters. I just need one quarter <laughs> out of those first three. Just give me, give me fourth quarter Ritter in, in the second quarter, you know, going <laughs> into halftime, and that's going to make things, you know, feel a little bit better. So I, I think he uh, gives this team the best chance to win against this Saints team just because of – I think you're just going to have a higher floor for your offense. Uh, you're going to have your number one receiver in Drake London. That connection that he has with Drake London just – like you saw it in the Cardinals game, where it's just like Drake London was kind of an afterthought in the offense. And then as soon as Ritter gets in the game, he's just feeding Drake London and you're seeing him make plays. And so I I think that's going to allow this offense to sort of potentially take flight as long as he can just limit the turnovers. And, you know, we'll, we'll see.
0: No pun intended. Right, Aaron? Fly. <laughs> Fly. Yeah. Fly. But, but, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that there's some some chemistry and some connectivity that's been built there. I think there are some other spaces and places where we can be encouraged as well. I feel like he can come back and do some things with Bijan, you know. I think that there can be some things that he can do with Bijan Robinson because he is that sort of dual threat, and he's great coming, you know, as a pass catcher uh, coming out of the backfield. So, yeah, I feel like, okay, we saw some things that we'd seen before, But sometimes, Tori, when you make so many mistakes, it kind of erases our ability to kind of see what you were, especially because the recency effect kind of plays. So this but now it's a good recency effect. Right. Because we did see what we wanted to see in that drive. So it does kind of make you think not just about Sunday's game, but where we go the rest of the season. And do you feel like he's the right move? Like, hey, especially thinking even the 2024, let's be real. Do you feel like Ritter's the right choice for the rest of the season? Or do you need to see something else in Sunday's game for you to feel like, yeah, he's the right one to go to, to ride through one way or the other for the rest of the season?
2: Yeah, I think it was always going to be, and this is just my opinion, but because I don't think Arthur Smith has ever outright said this, but it, it really did seem like whoever they chose to be the starting quarterback against the Saints coming out of by, out of the bye was going to be the starting quarterback for the remainder of the year, barring anything crazy or injury or anything like that. So I, I think that was always the plan. I think Arthur Smith used the term, "We're not going to play musical chairs at the quarterback position," and I I, I tend to just as a I don't know, just like as a watcher of the game and enjoyer of the game. I I do tend to think that the quarterback position is not one that you trade out lightly. It's not like you can rotate in a quarterback the way you rotate in receivers or running back, literally any almost any other position. And so I think there is something to be said about consistency with the guy at quarterback. And I also think it's consistency like what you're talking about with his connection with Drake London. You think about it. Someone like Drake London went from literally March when Desmond Ritter's named the starter and it's like, that's my guy, that's my guy, that's my guy, to then Taylor Heineke coming in. And it's like, oh, I got to switch things up. And now this is my guy and I need to go out and have a connection with him. And so it, it does. I think the change at quarterback like does have an effect on how the overall offense operates. And, you know, is Desmond Ritter the guy? For the foreseeable future, I think, yes, until the end of 2023. I think, again, barring any injuries or anything crazy, the Falcons will stick with him to give him a true shot at being a full-time starter in this league. And You know, you want to see improvement from him. I think something that you know both Jarvis and Aaron were talking about is like he's done some good things, but you kind of do have these overshadowing moments of the bad things. You think about how differently you would feel about Desmond Ritter if he didn't fumble the ball on the one yard line against Tampa twice. Like if 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 those two things don't happen, you feel very different about the way they're moving the ball in the game, the way they were able to score in that game. It, It just feels differently, and so I think using the word reset is the right word to, to kind of get into the mind of Arthur Smith and Desmond Ritter right now, because this is a true reset. This is really Arthur Smith saying like, here, I'm giving you this opportunity. I hope you learned your lesson, go out, take care of the ball and let's get some, let, you know, let's score some points. I mean, that's what I would kind of feel like I would be saying in that moment. Like I know you can do it. I can see you doing it, man. I can see you moving the ball down the field and, and making relatively good decisions doing it. Do
0: it when you get inside the (laughs) 22. Right. Just keep that same energy. Right. Right. Just keep that same energy. And I think, too, I would agree with you as well that he should be that guy the rest of the season. Because sometimes it's a mental thing, whether it's a mental thing for Ritter or whether it's a mental thing for the offense, if not the rest of the team, to just say, okay, this is our guy. We're going to ride or die with him. Hope you ride. Hope you don't die. But we're going to ride or die with this guy. And that's what it's going to be. And so let's all kind of rally around our QB, our QB1, and let's try to make this happen. Let's try to ride this train into the postseason. So I think it's a good move as well. And personally, I don't necessarily need to see anything more out of him come Sunday to make me uh, make that decision. Like, I'm I'm cool with it right now. And another thing that I thought was very impressive, because I, I heard people kind of debating it this morning and a little bit last night after Ian Rappaport's tweet came out that said, sources say, that it's going to be Desmond Ritter who's going to get the start Sunday, blah blah blah. They were saying, "Well, oh my goodness, you know, is that the the right move? Or it's like, should it be a back and forth? Or you know, are we going to have to wait until we're probably going to have to wait until Wednesday to get the firm firm right?" And I think you can applaud Arthur Smith for saying, "I'm tackling this right away. This is not going to be the focus of this week, going into such a critical game against our rival." who is right there you know, on our heels, and we're on their heels to win this division. I think it was also a very smart call to just put it out there now, let's get it out of the way, and let's move on with the game plan at hand to beat this team. But Aaron, are you comfortable that Ritter is going to be or should be the QB1 for the rest of the season? Or are you looking for something more on Sunday to make that call?
3: No, I I think he should be the guy. I think you want to have your quarter. You don't want Ritter to go out there thinking every – time i'm out there every throw is going to potentially get me pulled off the field right Um, because i think that would only make the issues that we've been talking about even worse if he's overthinking it rather than going out there and just playing football um so i I think having that confidence to say you're you're our guy barring you know aliens coming down and, and abducting you know you or, or whatever midway through the game or something like that, that. might happen it is an <laughs> look it's the falcon so <laughs> it's, it, it, it's the anything falcon, it it might,
1: it's the
0: falcon. i was gonna say something really corny but i'm gonna leave it alone at aliens but go ahead
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i think rolling with him um for the rest of the season makes total sense um so i, I don't necessarily know you know if there's anything specific that he needs to do this sunday to sort of make that the case. I just think you want to see that decision pay off for you this Sunday by beating the saints yeah. because uh, you know, things just don't sit well when you lose to the saints, it's just <laughs> something different. Like you know, uh, you know, all these that losses is- that we've gone through this year is, is like this child's play compared to losing to the saints.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right at that. That, that- That L always hits different. So Jarvis, you good with Ritter being there for the rest of the season under center as a starter, or do you feel like you just have to see something else on Sunday?
1: I'm like Aaron. um, You know, I really feel like they they should just ride ride with him because, like I said, like we the question has to be answered as to whether or not you know this is going to be the guy. That's what I feel. Yeah, leave no doubt. yeah, Yeah, I feel like you have to leave no doubt as to okay. Going into the offseason, I feel like he shouldn't even have to answer the question, is is, is ready your QB one after the after these these last few games. So that's kind of where I'm at with. So yeah, I, I don't mind them riding and the die. And also what I, I want to see is like just take care of the football. I want to see have be able to have a clean evaluation or or know what I'm looking at or know what the Falcons are working with going forward. If you can just keep take care of the football. I want to see what that this offense looks like because you know we were all excited about the position, this football and yeah man this is about to go down. Look, y'all didn't hear that term in a long time. I see how y'all smile. I can tell. <laughs> so you know, like with 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 that, like I want to be able to say, hey. Their position of the football worked. Like, yeah, like they didn't know what was coming at them. I want to be able to say that after the after the Falcons postcast on Sunday. You know, yep. see how I plugged that in. Uh <laughs> I want to be able to say, man, the Saints didn't know what the heck was going on. Cameron Jordan was out there hot at everybody because <laughs> you know, he just wanna slap somebody because he sacked Mac Ryan and he wasn't even able to touch De- Desmond Ritter, you know. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I'm I'm right fine with him riding out, but make sure take care of that rock like if you take care of the rock i really feel like there's some good things gonna happen
0: yeah and you know as corny as it sounds you take care of the ball the ball will take care of you and so that's kind of the attitude desmond ritter might want to take into the rest of the season we're gonna go around the metro in a minute but first jarvis is here to tell you guys about doordash and subtext
1: listen up guys jarvis davis and girls jarvis davis here for doordash how about this y'all like sunday you're chilling it's about 12 35 and you just trying to figure out oh my god i don't have anything to eat i want to watch the falcons put up 30 points against the new Orleans saints and mercedes-benz stadium i ain't got nothing to eat how about this go to doordash people because they got everything that you need there's no reason for you to be sitting there watching the game on an empty stomach who does that crap like come on man like save on football watch party favorites like you want to get some wings or some meatballs, I'm telling you, your local wing spot, I know you know what it is. So I need you to go there and and, and, and and check out DoorDash because they have everything right there, what you need. So you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Yes, 50% off up to $10 in value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app, all you gotta do is enter the code LOCK23. That's code LOCK23, L-O-C-K-E-D 23. Subject to change, terms apply. Also guys, let me tell you something else. Locked On Sports Atlanta has a new venture, right? It's called the Locked On Sports Atlanta Insiders. If you wanna to try to get in some inside information, you're trying to figure out what I'm thinking during the game, oh my God, yes. All you gotta do is subscribe. All the the uh, the, the link is right there in the description box on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, subtext.com slash locked on sports atlanta. Join subtext.com slash locked on sports atlanta. That is the link you need to go to if you want to come a locked on sports atlanta insider. And just as a little bonus, guess what, guys? We're doing the all 22 review as well. So make sure you guys check that out, check out that link and give it a free trial. And if you don't like it, you can move on if you do continue to rock with us and join that family all right around the metro
0: is where we go because it's thanksgiving so we're going to actually start up top in flowery branch and bring you back down to the mercedes-benz stadium because there are some things that after the game we hope we're going to be thankful for right so tori what might you be thankful for after that saints falcons game falcons don't kill me if they hear me say saints falcons first.
2: Oh man, I, I hope I'm thankful for David Onyemata again. I think oh, you gosh. missed a guy like him um in Arizona. He had that ankle injury. You know, you hope he's back to 100% this Sunday against the Saints. You want to see especially if Derek Carr is I believe he's still in concussion protocol. So, the quarterback situation kind of up in the air in New Orleans. So, you can have one of your best guys on your defensive front, Raram back and ready to go. I think that that's something I would be thankful for. Is is this defensive front getting after a quarterback
0: again?
1: Against his yeah. former team, too. Ooh.
0: I know, Ooh. I know. Yes. Him and Ryan uh, Nelson yeah. and Kate Ellis, just like. Ha, ha, ha. Mm, yeah, that's right. And I know you people, and I know some of your tendency. Oh yeah, I love that. And uh, what about you, Aaron? What will you be thankful for after the Falcons Saints game?
3: A win. A win is a win. You know, uh, I, I want this. I, I'm reminded of that 2019 game where everybody kind of left the Falcons for dead starting that season one in seven. They go into the bye and they beat the brakes off the Saints. They got after the quarterback, as Tori's talking about. Um, I want that, but I'll take whatever I can get. As I said, losing to the Saints, it just hits different. Beating the Saints hits different. So I'll be thankful for a win so that we can just at least like wash this bitter taste out of our mouths of these last couple of games where we just watched this team struggle. So however they get it, I would love to see it like a 30 to seven type of win. But, you know, I'll, I'll take a whatever I can get when it comes to the Saints Falcons. Ah, uh,
0: Yes. Jarvis, who will you be thankful for after the Falcon Saints game?
3: Uh, Aaron
1: kind of touched on it. I want to see the Falcons put up 30 points. Like, I haven't seen it all year. So, like a 30-piece man, like, come on. Like, we talk about DoorDash and wings. Like, a 30-piece wing with 30-point performance from the offense? Come on now. With Desmond Ritter starting? I promise you, people are going to jump on the bandwagon. If they drop 30 points against the Saints – oh my god and get and get the dub oh man everybody's like yes see coach that was the right decision let's go you know so yeah <laughs> that's that's where i'm at with it yeah so come on with the 30 piece and let's get this thing going
2: oh Tanitra, one more thing that i hope i'm thankful for uh so 50 years of hip-hop this sunday the falcons have this huge lineup it has like jermaine dupri CeeLo uh- green big boy Ludacris, ti gz quavo i mean I I hope I'm thankful to kind of see maybe some of those guys performing. I don't know
0: though. <gasps> yeah, I was. Simple, I found out about it because I'm like, well, you could have told me sooner because then I could have <laughs> a different flight. So yeah, Jarvis. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and Thanksgiving. <laughs> Cause you got the cred this, this sunday I'm, I'm, i already
1: I'm, booked it tea. i was gonna tell you i was like uh oh, started to inform you uh i to be uh, covering this game. first so
0: we were gonna fight that fight brother i asked for that game first you know yes. not before it's you gonna have to come out on you but yes. i have to bring her out because right you, i'll be home yes, yes. <laughs> all right guys. so one more question before we wrap up what has to go from Thanksgiving. The turkey, the mac and cheese, or whatever side you pick. Or your drunk old Uncle Jimmy. Who? What? What's going there, Tori? What's going?
2: Oh, drunk old Uncle Jimmy. I don't have one, but I'm sure it, I'm there ain't no way I'm giving up food. I'm giving <laughs> up somebody before food real quick.
0: Right. Or that cousin who irks your nerve after a while and you're like, get gone."
2: Yeah. Go. Honestly, I'm not trading anything for if i can have some good food there are very few things that i've trade that i would trade for that. <laughs> hey. How
1: about
3: you? I'm going to have to go. Oh, oh go. Uh i was going to say yeah, Tori's right. Thanksgiving is the ultimate eater's holiday. Yeah. So uncle Jimmy, you got to go. Now, for my nieces that are like 5 and 8 right now, i plan on being that drunk uncle Jimmy <laughs> in the future, but <laughs> yes. you know, and then i might feel a little bit differently at that point, but we're still at the point where we don't have that drunk Uncle Jimmy right now in the family, so I'll be that guy in the future. But for now, he's got it. Go. <laughs> for me, keep, to we like, we
2: would keep drunk Uncle Aaron for sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. We keep you. We trade the green beans Uncle or something. <laughs> <laughs> be
1: like I'm, I'm real big on entertainment. So you know, like <laughs> I've experienced a lot of uh dry turkey in my in my lifetime. You know, oh, not no. not my mom or you know grandma. You know, rest in peace and everything like that, but. Like, so I'm more of the jokes, the family gathering and getting together. So I love uh, Drunk Uncle Jimmy. And, and as as a matter of fact, my dad is the name is Jimmy, and he's the <laughs> ultimate entertainer. So, yeah. yeah. like my dad on thanksgiving talking ball and talking trash and don't care what nobody else thinks yeah i'm all for that so yeah uh drunk uncle jimmy has to uh stick around and drunk daddy jimmy as well so yeah i can't <laughs> get dad out
0: <laughs> can't kick dad out now.
1: no i can't <laughs> get that <dad out.
0: laughs> right. uncle jimmy for me too because first of all he's entertaining and drunk uncle jimmy is going to give you enough money to go buy yourself some t- turkey and mac and cheese, because he doesn't even know what the hell he's doing with his money. Let's just be real about it. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so for stopping by the Atlanta Football Party. You're home for the best Falcons football talk. Don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. And the party, of course, continues Tuesday, where we'll talk dogs on the Atlanta football party. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. And you know why you need to leave Uncle Jimmy at the table? Because you need to buy your gear for the Sunday Falcons Saints game, and he's going to give you the money at Thanksgiving Thursday for Black Friday. See ya!